Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is... Welcome back, long-time listeners, to another midstream. Welcome back, Shades. Welcome back, Sketch. Thanks for catching us in between episodes. Winter has come. Winter has passed. Winter is... Well, it's a long winter. It's a long winter. It's been a long, cold, lonely winter. long winter. The ice has finally melted. So, guys, if you... uh, It seems like years since it's been clear. ...are joining us... Midstream. Live, like quote yeah. live, then uh, we are live in quotations. Right in between uh, episode 49. 49, Game of Thrones, and our and big our episode big, uh, 50. Which our we'll talk golden a bit anniversary about. sketch. We yeah. made it. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the uh, of the midstream here, but we do have a couple of things to talk about yeah. on Game of Thrones. Any news this week? Do we have news this week? Uh, other than all of the Emmy nominations that I can't believe they're getting. Yeah. Uh, I do like that um, Sir Brienne of Tarth mm-hmm. nominated herself. Yeah, she nominated herself. Because the, the producers didn't want to nominate her. Yeah. And she got the nomination, and the people that they put forward did not. Ha uh-huh. ha. Yeah. Ha uh-huh. ha. That's a pop for you. Uh, you'll hear more pops later uh, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's just get into it. Is there anything that you would like to take back, change, alter about uh, our discussion on Game of Thrones? Well, Sketch, I feel like I was I was very harsh uh, towards Game of Thrones like in our Game of Thrones episode, but mm-hmm. I stand by. I stand by it. Okay. Okay. It, uh, it left me severely wanting. All right. Anything you want to change... Alter, um, take back, correct. No, uh, I was kind to Game of Thrones because it certainly felt. Uh, we talked at length about this. We it did. Certainly fell down for me, but it, it's still the, the the front end of it is so is so um, rewarding to me. Uh, even if if some things didn't pay off at the end, and yes, I agree, there were some big things that didn't pay off, but it still holds a special place uh, in my. In my heart. Fantastic. And I just ordered a um, a new piece for my, my geek arsenal uh, at home. Cool. Uh, and it's and what, what is that? It's the cat's paw dagger. Is that Arya's dagger yes. from the final, the, that dagger. kills the... Mm-hmm. Kills the Night King. The Night King. But what I like it for, the symbolism there, is it almost killed Bran. It was so close. Oh, it was so close to killing So Bran. close. But uh, we do have some write-ins on uh, this episode for us. So uh, no one should be surprised by this if you are longtime listeners, but uh, nobody from Jakku has written in with a couple more. Uh, these are mainly just thoughts, not a lot of corrections, okay. but some additions that, that we didn't talk about uh, or just weighing in. So I'm I'm literally, I'm just going to read sure. what, uh, what he wrote in. So uh, he says, uh, uh, concerning how Game of Thrones portrayed violence, I think one of Martin's best qualities as a writer is how realistic his setting and characters are. I find the characters uh, he writes to be grounded and believable, his dialogue to be excellent, and I think the violence was appropriate for the medieval society that he was portraying. That's uh, nobody's uh, way in on that. Also, uh, a clarification for us with uh, the question we had about Tyrion 
and meeting up with Baelish again. He gotcha. uh, did some digging. Bronn fights for Tyrion in season one. Uh, that's three seasons before Tyrion is accused of Joffrey's murder. Also, Tyrion never meets Peter Baelish again after Joffrey's death. Uh, there is no evidence that Tyrion even knows that Baelish, uh, that Baelish was involved in framing him. The only other people who know are Ser Dantos, who is dead, Sansa, and the Queen of Thorns, who is also dead. Also dead. It is likely that Olena, the Queen of Thorns, took that knowledge to her grave, and Sansa never had a chance or really a reason to tell Tyrion uh, before Baelish was dispatched. Uh, so that is an answer to one of our questions. I, I guess that's fair. I'll consider that answered. And uh, a comment for me specifically about Lord of the Rings. He says that actually the story of Lord of the Rings does take place after a giant epic battle in that universe. Thousands of years before the events of Lord of the Rings, the forces of good defeated Melkor, the true evil of the land. And Sauron is just Melkor's lieutenant. Did, did nobody from Jakku just come to my aid? Uh, I guess. Wow. Begrudgingly. Uh, but wow. nobody from Jakku is just a stickler for the facts. Hey. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I've always said that you will you will thank nobody. You know, what? that is just a trait of yours. Just well, I just proved you wrong. You will, No, you did. You just thanked nobody. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then some add-ons that we didn't talk about, but he thought uh, should just make it to the, the the radio waves. Sure. The power of Euron's ballistas. These were inconsistencies that I didn't like in the show. Oh, okay. They seemed all powerful until the second to last episode when they sucked. And and just what are those, those again? Those giant crossbows that could take oh, out a dragon. Oh, take out a dragon, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, basically oh, hit him yeah. with one shot, shot and, and then yeah. you got... Uh, Hundreds and thousands of them. Well, they had plot armor before that. But they did have plot armor. Yeah. That's the issue. And the other uh, point he brings up is that uh, the inconsistency that he brings up is that other families' political ambitions uh, were kind of left alone, then dropped. Uh, the whole subplot revolving around the phrase ambitions to overtake the Tullys in early seasons. But then in the final seasons, they have a grand conclave of about 12 people where Bronn is given control of the Reach and Highgarden. Totally unbelievable. Totally unbelievable. And a complete dismissal of what made the story great until that point. I'm right there with the you. The Game nobody. of Thrones itself. It's like, oh, the game is over now. So we will throw everything away and just say that Bronn gets to be in charge of a place of that he's everything. never been to. Um that's one small issue I had with the political fallout of the last few episodes, but it is symptomatic of the writers just rushing to be done. In a rare turn of events, just some nobody from Joku and I uh, are, are on the are on the same side here. There you go. It is. No, I I certainly agree with him as well. And uh, but that's not the point you made in the episode. What? But you made the counterpoint in the episode about. About the political right. Oh, yeah. No, I and when I was raving about things, I was raving about when they were done well. Sure. Uh, and then, yeah, that was a giant subplot that was whoop, just left, left to the wind, scattered to the, the four corners. Um, but by then, the the problems were so grievous. Yes. Uh, that I, 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 focused, so grievous. I focused on some other things. And then we got another right in. Um. This does not have to do with Game of Thrones, but it is about something that we said in the episode. Okay. Um, this is from this is from a different user. Okay. Or different listener. Different listener. Yeah. Not nobody from Jakku. This is, and I swear to God, this is true. Somebody from Naboo. 
Somebody from Naboo has written in. Wait a minute. Yeah. Just some nobody from Jakku. Yeah. And now there is... No, there is nobody from Jakku. Just some nobody from... That's who just agreed with you yes. on Game of Thrones. And now this is, this is a somebody different from Jakku. No, somebody from Naboo. Oh, from Naboo. Yeah. Not nobody. This is somebody. Somebody from Naboo. And not Jakku. Naboo. Guys. Guys. Uh, I am... <sighs> Somebody from Naboo wrote in and said, uh, concerning Made in Abyss, uh, season one was listed as a huge success. Fans voted it as anime of the year in 2018. Yeah, they did. And they immediately announced the sequel right after the season ended as a movie, which I did take that guess that it was a movie, uh, that is coming out in early 2020. So uh, for those of you waiting on Made in Abyss to come back, You'll have to wait one more year. And spoilers, it's not coming back. It's going to be a movie. Well, it's going to be a movie. And that's what uh, the Japanese animation studios do when they have a very successful property. Like, uh, remember last Midstream or the Midstream before I talked about Keon Studios? Unfortunately, with Fire. Um, They had a very popular anime this year called Violet Evergarden. Yes. And that is also getting a movie, which is moving ahead regardless of um, the unfortunate tragedy. So... Their second installment of their story is also a movie. That's what happens over there. Fantastic. So there you go. Sounds like a plan. Do you have any other write-ins? Uh, I do. I have I have uh, one more write-in okay. from a longtime listener, Emily Ann. We got a lot of write-ins this week. Yeah. This is nice. Um, and uh, she brought up a couple different things uh, in our Marvel episode. Uh, reminded her of uh, Arrested Development. Did a bit about losing the rights to the Fantastic Four, which I do remember that episode. It was excellent. We'll post a link to that in the show notes. And then uh, commented on or asked us to, to comment on uh, with our Shazam episode, the Sinbad Shazam Kazam controversy. Sketch, are you in the know on Shazam versus Kazam? Uh, I am not. I'm not aware of a, a Sinbad Kazam. Comedian movie. Sinbad. Yeah, no, I know Sinbad. And he was in a movie about Shazam? Kazam? Uh, well, here's the thing. Okay. So there, this is kind of like a Berenstein, Berenstein yeah. Bears thing. Mm-hmm. And and Group memory. Bears. Yeah. Some of us are. What do you remember them as? The Berenstein Bears. Okay, and and they are the Berenstein Bears. In, okay. in fact, right. like when you look at the spelling, yeah, I remember them as the Berenstein Bears. And some people posit that we have simply crossed over from a collapsed multiverse uh-huh. and are now in the mainline uh, universe B uh-huh. with everybody else. Our universe A, in which we remember, is collapsed. And yeah. they posit a similar kind of idea that perhaps everybody that in this alternate universe, uh, Sinbad was in a movie called. Shazam, in which he played a genie, uh, and now that universe has collapsed, but we retain the memory, and we've been folded into continuity of an, another universe in yeah. which that did not happen. But the uh, the other explanation is they're wrong that Shaquille O'Neal made a movie called Kazam, yeah, in which he played a genie. Yeah, yes, and Sinbad made a number of movies in the nineteen early nineteen nineties in which he was the adult mentor of a child. Most notably was First Kid. Uh-huh. in which you can very easily sub the plot and set dressings of First Kid and and Kazam and very easily see Sinbad playing a smiling genie in genie garb. Now, was that about like a presidential kid? Yes, he okay. was the Secret Service attache to the First Kid. Okay. 
And, and the movies unfold very similarly. It wasn't a biblical epic about Cain and Abel? No, it was okay. not. Now, I actually had the opportunity to talk with Sinbad about this for another podcast. That episode, um, unfortunately, never went to air. We didn't record an in-person interview, but we talked at length about it. Um in correspondence and so it's and exclusive here it is uh and we never aired it for that episode but uh sinbad himself chalks it up to um memory is fictitious like we know oh, yeah. this now that we remember things in ways that did not happen to suit our own uh reminiscent needs but he chalks it up to a fact that with the plethora of internet deep fakes in which people have created movie posters for Shazam mm -hmm. starring him mm -hmm. it is now supplanted itself in the memories of millennials as something that they did in fact experience because he did so many properties and projects um, it, that could be substituted there were enough movies where he played a mentor to a child in this kind of fanciful situation that the human psyche yeah. of a 9 or 12 year old now an adult can supplant these deep fake posters. Because yeah. if you type in Sinbad Shazam, you will find a number of not only movie posters, but stills that have been created by, I don't know who, Reddit users, message boards, you name it. They're out there. Uh, and, and quote, you know, people just remember whatever the fuck they want. It's true. If, to um, quote Sinbad. If you're interested on this kind of, this uh, dynamic nature of memory, there's a, there's a great episode of a show I like uh, called Adam Ruins Everything. Have you ever heard of that show? I do, and I really want to make a podcast called Shades Ruins Adam Ruins Everything. He beat you to it, though, too, because he I had know. an episode of Adam Ruins Adam Ruins Everything yes. where he, he fesses up to places where he was wrong. Yes, about there stuff. are quite a few. Um, but uh, that's why he always cites his evidence so that you can go in and mm -hmm. do the do the research and, and combat him if he wants. But he... he um, Former history teacher. He did uh, a great episode on criminal investigation and mm -hmm. forensic work. And uh, talk about memory because he's talking about like eyewitness accounts right. and how how memories are so warped and twisted over time. Yeah. How retelling over and over and over again. Eyewitness accounts are almost meaningless. Yep. So they they are t they are so unreliable. If you're interested in that kind of phenomenon, you can check out uh, that episode. It's on Netflix. Adam ruins everything. Forensic science. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for the share. And thank you for writing in, Emily Ann. And nobody from Jakku. And, and somebody, somebody from, from Naboo. Naboo. I'm seeing a rivalry starting. <sighs> Go for it. I'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. We'll egg you on. I don't know who I get behind in that in so, that uh, Naboo or Jakku. Who? Oh, that's that's the ultimate question. Who Because you, you ask, support? They, like, somebody which, or nobody? Yeah. And also, like, I, I guess it also depends, like... If we're talking, if the, like the somebody from Jakku is a Gungan, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, they could have been better handled. On this midstream. I was going to say mildly offensive, but incredibly, incredibly offensive. offensive. Uh, you could not pull that off these no, days. No, you could not get away with it. On this episode, they are not counter each other. We'll have no. to see yeah, yeah, in the future. We'll see what if, happens uh, in the future. If they disagree. Nobody from Jakku and somebody from Naboo. And Emily Ann, thanks everyone. Yeah, thanks for, for writing, writing in. in this week. I guess that brings us to our announcement for our big 50th episode. Whoa! Can you believe it's been 50 episodes sketch? Two years. Two years of geeking out. Well, for our 50th episode, Woo! our golden anniversary. Golden anniversary. We are going to be 
doing a Shades and Sketch double feature. Whoa, you guys know those. We've done those before. We have. They're always a good time. Yeah. We are going to be tackling the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, specifically, specifically. the 1990 independent movie, live action, yep. and the 2014 Michael Bay reboot, quote unquote, live action. Mm-hmm. It's debatable movies, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be a freewheeling conversation. We might talk about the 80s cartoon, the 2003 cartoon, the 2012 cartoon. We might talk about the comics. We might talk about the action figures. We might talk about subsequent sequel movies. Anything's fair game, but we're going to try and and keep it to those two movies, two firsts. Good try. And, uh, and we are going to be joined. Whoa, this is the this is the news. We're going to be joined in Goko yeah. by longtime podcasters, geek culture aficionados, Brad and Chuck of the Chuck and Brad podcast. Uh, they have done close, they've done, I think, somewhere around 430 episodes. We're just young and I've listened to about 210 of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always a great time. They know their stuff, and we are very excited to be joined by their by them and their expertise for this installment. So it's going to be a great time, guys. Tune in next week. 50th. 50th episode. episode. That's something. It's all downhill from here. It is. So you better listen to this one. (laughs) It'll be the peak. It will. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. See ya.